Welcome to FFC Top 3, a show where we hear FFC hosts count things down from 3 to number 1. Thank you for joining us again this week. If you have a suggestion for Top 3, be sure to drop us a note in all the different locations at Focus Fire Chat on Twitter, in our Discord, or even email us at FocusFireChat at gmail.com. This week, at the suggestion of Parker, yet again, and the demise of myself because i am terrible when it comes to this topic we are going to discuss our top three game trinkets or class items or i don't know how we're gonna even i this is blues really this is blues top three. <laughs> it, it really is so i'll be honest it was so hard to to reduce it down to three like i was like so i kind of didn't but anyways uh-huh i figured i figured so how about you kick us off then? All right. So my my number three is actually uh, I I couldn't I like I said I can't I can't reduce this particular one down to a single one, uh, but Destiny artifacts from D one like as far as like miscellaneous items that they actually did have impact in gameplay, but really more importantly they they furthered the story or... like the the story on the side. Like, oh my gosh, they, you know, you had like uh, the Numinous Web, uh, Leaf of the Bleeding Tree, Flamel Crest, the Hezen Totem, which was just an amazing one. Uh, we talked a little bit last week about the uh, Kong of Waning, uh, which speaking of which, actually, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Hedge posted some artwork of the Waning's armor mm-hmm. and it had it had the Kong embedded in the chest piece. It was actually built the chest, uh, the uh, pauld or not the pauldrons, the uh, the um, God the curus was actually there mm-hmm. was a slot in the center of it for the Kong. I was like, that's really cool, and it had like the the etchings that is similar to the fighting lion and all that stuff on it. It was, it was really really a cool little design, but you know that that for me was just a really cool one. I remember when they first did that, I had like. There was the burning orb from the Dreadnought that was just like, it, there was no ever explanation. Uh, Beard, you and I talked about the uh, the little dagger that was like, you're not the first hero, nor Oryx the first villain, you know. And mm-hmm. it was just like, and, and they never, or they haven't yet gone back and kind of connected the dots with those. Uh, there was like the, the whispering orb that you're like, you're pretty sure you've seen Shax whispering into an orb just like this one that you found that was connected to Osiris. And like the the just like the crazy theories that came about as some of those like tidbits. Uh you had like uh Dredge and Yours Rose, which we all call the irradiated cabbage. Um mm-hmm. you know, and then like the Hezen Totem, which is a really cool one. It talks about how like can't can't machines change like a human can. Um, because it's the Hezen, Hezen collective from the Vex and like all this, like just these little nods to here and there, um, really for me kind of, kind of encapsulates the entire point of what trinkets, minor items, you know, whether those are uh, collectibles or non-collectibles, uh, which we'll get into when I start talking about Elder Scrolls, because there's some items from Elder Scrolls that are really cool, but aren't necessarily always collectible like you can't you can't actually get them but they are there just again to flavor the world and to to make it more immersive and yeah that's i mean destiny artifacts i think by far it's one and it it's funny that it's in a first person shooter uh which i think Mm -hmm. is a part of what makes them actually a little bit more impactful was that this is normally a genre that is very uh very linear it's very straightforward what's going on and then you had these like little 
you know, it's it's very traditional or traditional bungee esque. You know, green. You and I have talked about the little strings that they leave out. You know, so they can tug on them later. Yes. If you want to see the just you know rat's nest of loose ends that is in the Destiny universe currently, go look up the artifacts from D one because ninety ninety five percent of them have not been touched, and they are they can lead to some really cool quests and really cool storylines if they ever do want to go back and touch on them. I, I mean, I mean I, honestly, I'm, they would be just, great uh, uh, tabletop RPG starters for Destiny. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's and that's part of the reason why, actually, I really like Trinkets is because that's what I grew up playing is tabletop RPGs. So, like, mm-hmm. in one of my... I know it's weird, but one of my favorite parts of getting ready for... Uh, a D and D session was gearing out uh, my my adventure because you just like it's just it's it's one of those again it's the immersiveness it's just one of those things that you're like hey I want to take this and this and you know you probably need this and then finding inventive uses for stuff was always the fun thing like you know we mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many random times we'd get out of trouble in a D and D game because we had string and a bell like just like the most mundane things ever and because you just you can think of an inventive way to use it. It's it's fair game, and so that's kind right. of the the cool thing about the artifacts. Uh, and then, like you know, I mean, they Destiny did a good job with the artifacts in D one in that they did actually augment some play styles. I'm thinking predominantly with Rise of Iron, uh, the the uh, Lord or the Lords of Iron uh, shields that you could mm-hmm. use. That was an I think that was an amazing blend of both functionality and just really cool um uh in like little flavor text. Like that's really all it was. It was just flavor text and they they unlocked a little buff and all of a sudden you, you got to you got to experience the uh the friendship is magic power of teamer, you know, and all that. So I don't know. I, I can go on about the artifacts because it's just to me that was like the perfect blend of functionality and like teasing story. Mm-hmm. Yes, and some of mine are actually. One of mine is actually oh, an item, an artifact. Yeah, sorry, black flag. It's okay. Black flag mentions the odd colored cube. Yes, yes. I I want to know that story. That is uh, Glida Tuyets. Uh, she she brought back a cube from basically. So the odd colored cube is a where we get introduced to another warlock by the name of Disponia. Um, and her put her possible connection to Glida, but Glida was the mastermind tragically behind the uh, pocket infinity. And basically it's kind of hinted that the pocket infinity was the, the cryptarchy slash guns, gunsmith slash uh, guardians attempt to recreate uh, the um, Vex mythoclass. And, so what she was doing was she was chasing that's that's ties into uh her card with the great ahamkara hunt where she's using the ahamkara to study the vex mines and uh oh god who was it Taiko three is like oh my god just get it over with like that whole that whole scene is because Glida is obsessed with trying to recreate uh like the the vex class plan c that kind of concept the the pocket um and so, but that's actually ultimately Goliath's undoing is because the fireteam Tuyet was basically a doomed fireteam that found they, they were destroyed on Venus 
and they were destroyed researching the weapon. I can't remember if it was Plan C or was it Plan C or was it Pocket Infinity? It was I can't remember uh, which it one it was. Pocket Infinity. Was it Pocket That's Infinity? The one that we unfortunately no longer have uh, available to us in Destiny, like at all. Yeah. Uh, but Plan C is uh, was was a no name in a lot of rights. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I can. I always. I, yeah, no, I always. I always blend those two. But yeah, so like the odd color cube is a nod to her obsession with the Vex in that it's one of the little duckling cubes. If you ever, right. if you remember those from the was it Pantheon. Um, yep. the little cubes that like ran around and you, you technically could shoot them actually. And some, and some you of them, can, can you, you can still shoot them so on IO as well? Yep. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so like it was one of those, but it was instead of blue, it was pink and right. it's, it's just like an, all it, all it is, is like, it's a quote from, I think it's a quote from Disponia. That's like, you know, I never knew why she brought this back. Like, that's right. it. And I'm like, Oh my God, like this is just one of those loose threads that yes it needs to i oh my god it just the again kind of going green what you're saying is like a venture starter anybody like you know mm-hmm. or a plot well, hook or further, whatever further information of course on galita galita in general would uh, oh god yeah I'm, be extraordinarily helpful we get that little bit as you mentioned with the yam car stuff yeah, I was I'm, so excited to get that bit. To... i was like oh you haven't forgotten her yes uh, yeah <laughs> i uh I'm willing to carry this on a little bit more because for me, uh, number three, I have to honestly just de facto still go with uh, Destiny as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure that like all of us can kind of say the same thing if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm being honest. Uh, I don't think that another game has done it as grossly as what Destiny has done, uh, at least with the first game. Uh, the the second one, of course, gets rid of a lot of it. They still have some stuff that they kind of play with. Uh, and of course they give a little bit more towards like your emblems, your sparrows and your ghost shells, but you don't, you don't get that connection without having the, uh, the actual, uh, artifacts sitting on your character. It definitely mm-hmm. is a, a missed function. It just made everything so imbalanced, which I completely understand. I know there was a, a lot of stuff in there from a mechanics perspective that they had to go ahead and work out. And it was a, a nightmare to say the least. Uh, but Blue, you pretty well already covered most of the ones that I think mm-hmm. I used to use all the time. Uh, obviously playing pretty well Warlock and only Warlock. Uh, I, I was pretty well limited to only a few of them, but I know the, the sins of, uh, Ulent- Ulent- not Ulentan, I almost always do that. It's Amin, uh, Amintan? Amintan or uh, something? Um, uh, Umintan. Yeah, it's really close to Ulentan. It's very, it well, and it's, yeah, it's got the, the dash ton at the end which was also right. like god alarm bells anybody right i gotta say it makes you wonder like where the the ton comes from in a lot of rights uh but yeah that that one was super interesting uh and it's it's kind of funny too because most of them of course were introduced over taken king mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the majority of what we have is kind of biased more towards hive lore and whatnot uh or hive stories and so on uh, there is I'm in tin. Uh, I know the one you're thinking of. The uh, there is the scrolls. I think of I'm in tin. And there's also uh, a this mask. One, yeah, the the I'm in tin mask from mm-hmm. D two now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there are a couple of different things that uh, sort of exist in that in that same general vicinity. Uh, but yeah, the like we could I I think almost have a full episode surrounding. 
sins of Karad Tan. Sins of Karad Tan, that's right. For you are not the first yeah, hero, it's... nor even Oryx, the first villain, to meet upon this planet. It's a that was the one you quoted the... before we started. Yeah, yeah, it's the bone dagger that's like, I'm like, yep. God, what, a, what, what is this? Yeah. It's so funny because you guys are talking about so many different ones. And I I used only a few class mm. items or those artifacts or anything like that. And especially once Rise of Iron happened, mm, I never sure. took off my... Uh, what was it? Shield of Payroon? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I wanted the unlimited sprint. Darn it. Right. And so... <laughs> it wasn't Payroon. It was Yolder that had the sprint. Yeah, Payroon Yolder was... Yeah. Uh, Payroon was the increased awareness of uh, the locations or something, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the information yeah, about supers. the... Yeah, yeah. It was... Yeah. But, like, I never never took those off after we got them because it's just like it was just too good and that's kind of how i tend to view most of my items when it comes to destiny it's just like i i am a fashionable person yes there are things that i am very adamant about wearing but it's function first fashion second (laughs) for me unlike some people i know i uh i fit into that bill pretty well as well because i I think I pretty well use galleons like all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was one of those people, but uh, really it just bad. it just made it just made sense to use it. Honestly, yeah, it was a a very good artifact. Uh, but yeah, the the Iron Lord stuff when that was introduced, the the amount of like Taken King lore that we otherwise ended up mm-hmm. getting, uh, the amount of additional lore that we ended up getting from Taken King era and whatnot was just incredible with what they ended up doing from. Uh, from the artifacts as a whole uh always just super interested with what they were going to do with them uh Lord's and then the couple cabbage. that they did mm. with uh siva the couple that they also mm. linked with um who was it with uh with future war cult and whatnot as well oh yeah um, with the item yeah was and then i know item? like praedith had had one or two we had kabir with a couple of them Kabir's like that's time a, that's watch. how we that's how we kind of uh knew about some of the some more of the side stories on these uh characters and uh on on some of these uh these fire teams that we just don't hear anything about at this point uh which is also kind of really really sad um but that's but in that but... regard now that we're kind of talking about it a little bit do you find it funny that uh the the majority of them that uh, are kind of affected by stuff like that actually took uh or or had a very big hand in the great ahamkara hunt like oh yeah, that was their I was gonna. Paw, if you will. Oh my gosh, yeah, and I think the other thing to me that made me that makes the destiny trinkets, artifacts, whatever you want to call them, stand out yeah. is again, it's it's all about the way they're delivering the story. Right. It's it requires an immersion in the world that you know. I know, I know that this is a touchy subject for a lot of people, but the presentation of the information is in and of itself biased. There is mm-hmm. there is a a agenda for everyone that's entering introducing information to you in the world of destiny. Yep. There is no like arbitrary third person narrative or narrator nope. that's telling you. And and the artifacts really drive that home because they do Beard, you're exactly right. They they reveal so much about the world, but they reveal it through the eyes of actual people in the world. And so you have to keep that in mind. And I mean, and I think that's to me, you know, again, it's just the it's the 
amazing enhancement to immersion. Like it yep. makes you realize, no, this is a living, breathing, you know, world. Basically, it's a shared world with not just other players, but also these NPCs. Mm -hmm. I, and it's just, I, I just, I, and and some of those things, you know, to be to be a hundred percent honest, we're probably never going to get explained. But that's mm -hmm. that's the reality of the you know the universe, and you know that's why like. That's why I personally really like, you know, games like No Man's Sky is because you can spend hours and hours just wandering and not not have any idea what's going on, but also get a good idea of what's going on in your near vicinity and just find out that, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> the general the general world or whatever. I just I love that type of game. I, I really do. Well, OK, so we've got Destiny out of the way. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say. What about your number two, Blue? My number two is a is actually a specific item. Uh, it is an item that you see a lot of time in uh, fantasy worlds. Um, it and especially very relevant in Elder Scrolls. Uh, it is also usually presented as a pretty powerful artifact within D and D games, but it is the skeleton key. Um, uh cheater <laughs> well the skeleton key, well it is it is i mean it's a single artifact it is an artifact um literally it is a magical artifact in most in most mm -hmm. cases um so a skeleton key is actually a real item as well uh it's not a magical item in reality it's it's but it does what uh the magical item uh hints at and it that my my actual my love for this little item actually stems from my preferred playstyle of playing a rogue. Um, mm -hmm. In Elder Scrolls, you basically unlock this a bit this uh, this item after basically mastering every sneak function in the game. And what it does is it it in Elder Scrolls it is a never ending lockpick. Uh, you can't break it. It's it's just you know, so you don't have to worry about breaking the lockpicks with within the system. Uh, within D and D, you usually see like magical uh, properties as ascribed to it. Um, though you can also have actual like bump keys or skeleton keys uh, for your rogues in D and D for the role playing aspect. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just one of those like I I just I love. I love playing rogues, and so some of their some of their items are just really fun. But the skeleton key, by far, is is generally my go to, just because it it it's it's again it's an it's an artifact that combines like playstyle with just some like with Elder Scrolls, it combines playstyle with some really cool little you know uh, lore pieces that it's like eh, it doesn't matter if you know about it or not, but it's just kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I've, I don't know if the skeleton was there a skeleton key in Destiny. There, I, I don't think there was. I get. I mean, again, when I say skeleton key, mm -hmm. I have like a very specific like artifact in mind. So I don't see. I don't. I know that there wasn't a skeleton key of what I'm thinking of in Destiny. Mm -hmm. um, ghost, ghost could be a I skeleton mean, key. Yeah, according to Eris, ghost is our skeleton key. So you know, I'm gonna say if you really want to go that far. Um, and he's just, not that good. He takes yeah, a little a longer. Question. He just takes a while. <laughs> right. there's, there's pieces that... <laughs> and he has commentary, unlike most skeleton keys, which are silent. <laughs> well... Most. Depends on your, I, depend. said most. <laughs> I said most. 
Claptrap says hello. Oh my gosh. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. And open. (laughs) Speaking of that, that is going to happen. Anyone excited for Borderlands 3? Oh, that's key. That, yeah, okay. No, I know what they're talking about. That was uh, D1. The strikes, mm-hmm. they locked the, the items. Oh, the, oh the, that the, one. God, I completely forgot I about never, those dumb things. Wasn't yeah, there, I was, I never used them, that, so. Those you, were the, the chest strike. Yeah, the chest, and those yeah, were yeah. Pub, like public space chest, where yeah, you ran from was, one area and then run no, out of the area and then run back well, into the area. Uh, I think you were could those... do that. There was like a no. I thought that was a different. Yeah, one. it was. A, it was a total the ones glitch. that I'm thinking. I yeah, used to do one... it all the time on. Venus. I don't think those were skeleton keys. I thought those were something. I no. The ones that I'm thinking of is the ones that like in order to get the strike loot, you had to have the skeleton mm. key at the end of those the... two. Yeah, those two. But beard, what's your number two? Uh, my number two, I'm actually going to wedge together because they came out the same year or at least roughly kind of same year for us here in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll actually be from Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy VII. Uh, they're, again, kind of mixed because they basically feel the exact same. But uh, Materia <laughs> and the Zodiac Stones. Okay. Uh, the Zodiac Stones don't necessarily do the same thing as Materia does. Uh, to explain materia, you can sock it into uh, certain equipment that you have, uh, in which case it'll grant you either different spells or magic or abilities that you can otherwise have, uh, both passive and active. Uh, but then there were also the mastered uh, materia that were out there that actually could teach you all types of it. So if there was like a summon materia, like uh, Bahamut, we'll just pull one out of my butt here. Uh, Bahamut would uh, need to be cast by utilizing the Bahamut materia. And then there were like three different Bahamuts that would otherwise exist from there. Okay. If you had the master summon materia, however, you could summon any of the Bahamut types. Uh, so that was one thing that I really liked about the materia system uh, versus like later systems with uh, Final Fantasy, like the junction system. I didn't like the that system quite as much as I did Materia. Um, but they they also are a little different between each other. Uh, but the idea with the Zodiac Stones is entirely different. Uh, they don't do anything like game-breaking or give you powers or anything. They're actu- actually the opposite side of everything, where they just give you, like, different lore. Uh, okay. The Zodiac Stones, as they kind of sound, are exactly, uh, pretty well exactly that. They have a... Uh, they have an astro- uh, astrological sign kind of linked to them. So there would be one for Cancer, for Pisces, for um, for for Libra, so on. Uh, and they would actually give you uh, slightly different reasons for like why those uh, stones would exist. Each of them, however, was uh, linked to a deity within Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, it would actually turn the holder into that uh, into that deity. Dang. Okay. So it gets kind of interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah, I I really do like the uh, I really do like the way that uh, Materia and uh, and Zodiac Stones kind of came out about the same uh, the same time. But they're both super good. Interesting. Okay. I Blue and I are too too so far on the same mind wavelength. Um, <laughs> Because my number two is also lockpicks. Just normal lockpicks because I am old school. 
I will suffer my way through those hey, no, locks. No, no. Okay, to be fair, in order to get the skeleton key, you have to suffer your way through yeah, those locks. Yeah, you do. You do. And you don't you eventually have to become like a skill level 100 or whatever for Yeah, 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 usually that's picking. one of the requirements, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's and, it's a slog to get in, in Elder Scrolls. It's a slog to get the skeleton key. It is. Key. It is. But it's so but it's worth so it. Much, like, that's my favorite mini game, essentially, because yep. yep. that's exactly what it is. But see, that's what I love about the skeleton key in Elder Scrolls, is it actually doesn't take the mini game away. You can still play the mini game. Like, yeah. it's just now you, you just don't have to. Game. Yeah, you just don't lose the lockpick if it but breaks. By the time you. But by the time you get to that level, this is also you're true. So this rich is also true because you've stolen all the items in the entire game that you don't need. Listen, listen. A... I am. I. You're talking to someone who has a mathematical formula to determine if I take something or not. Okay, so <laughs> as long as it's cabbages, you're correct. Uh no. Well, my my thing with Elder Scrolls is if I can sell it for at least ten percent of the weight, I will take it. Okay. Because otherwise, it's not worth it. In my mind, how funny! I, I just... Yeah, I get I get grief so much for that because I'll sit I'll be sitting there and my my brother and I will run Skyrim like concurrent like you can't there's not there's obviously not multiplayer but you can run them like we'll run them concurrently and just like chat while we're playing and he's mm-hmm. like what are you doing and I'm like I'm trying to figure out what I can take what I can't take he's like you have been trying to figure out what you can and can't take for five minutes mm-hmm. just take it all mm-hmm. I'm like but it's inefficient like it's not in a, it's not efficient to take this stuff it's like oh my god yep <laughs> like yep, i'm a yep, rogue yep. okay i what i what you i know, make up for in a skills i i lack an ability to carry weight okay <laughs> yeah i have a limited i have a limited amount you here. know what though there are certain things that you just always take and i had oh, the yeah. largest Jeez. collection of books well, cheese, yes, because it gave you the most health back. But, like, I had a huge collection of books that I just constantly stole. But anyway, I digress. Okay, that was, that's are... one of my favorite mods in Skyrim is the summon endless cheese. And you can kill people with the avalanche. Have you seen the avalanche of cabbage? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, love, I love Elder Scroll mods. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> Let's go to number ones, and you are uh, up, sir. Number ones is another kind of like a general one. It's uh, communication units. Uh, I I just find myself endlessly fascinated with different games' manners of communication. Um, so, like, The Ghost is one. Uh, Pip-Boy from Fallout series. Uh, you have uh, the God. What was the other one that I had? The the HUD system in Halo. You know, like just the 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 technology that they have for how communications and how you get information. To me, mm-hmm. is just really fascinating. Uh, like just because I just I love the kind of the creativeness of it. Um, the ghost from Destiny is, you know, kind of ties back into my interest in the artifacts, kind of like what Beard was saying with the ghost shells and stuff, how it's like customizable, but, if, uh, practical at the same time. Um, you know, the pit boy from fallout is another one that, I, that comes to mind really quickly because it's just that one in particular is just so iconic. Like you immediately recognize the pit boy like you know you see that and you're like okay that's a pit boy um which oh my gosh the uh the what was it fallout 4 had the the one where you could actually get a pit boy and it was like 
it's one of those things that like in your head, it makes a lot more sense than in what it does in reality. Cause in reality it just looks silly. Um, but like, just like the idea of that, of that kind of like, um, that technology component is just to me is really fascinating. So I always love playing. I love playing new games because I like seeing how in game they explain how you're getting information, you know, and there's yeah. always like, there's, there's like, you know, Wolfenstein has the, like a, a, uh, a unique way of doing it because you like, they, they, I just love seeing how the developers have built that into the story. I, I just, I think that's really, really fascinating. Yeah, totally. Just, I, I don't know. The communication devices, it's just, it seems like there's always, it's a flavor. It's more of the personality mm-hmm. associated with those rather than the actual, I don't know, screen. Right, uh, right. But I mean, like, uh, Black Flag is like, you know, you know, the nanotechnology from Metal Gear Solid. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you know, there, it's just, it's, it's, uh, I mean, exactly. I mean, exactly. And that's exactly why I find it so fascinating, though, is because it's one of those things that's just it's a really cool blend of individual flavor and um, practicality. Like Mm -hmm. It just, you know, to me, that's that's really, again, going back to the explanation of in-game because you always you always get an explanation of in-game because it's such an inherent, you know, it's such an inherently important aspect of the gameplay for right. for the 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 player's immersion into it that it's always got some really cool you know this is where this comes from and this comes from you know and it's it's just to me that it's an easy it's an easy end for the developer to start the immersion process and then seeing how that process works is just you know to me it's just really fun to to delve into but yeah you're right it's usually usually completely flavor tax based mm-hmm. or flavor based oh totally that's, I don't know, just one of those things that you don't really think about as being an accessory, but I guess it mm-hmm. totally is. Oh, yeah. Beard, what's your number one? Uh, number one, sorry. Um, <laughs> Dying, uh. Yeah, kind of. Uh, more like throwing five Nova Bombs at one time here, because I need to. Uh, anyway, number one uh, is actually going to be a, uh, I think I'm, I might be cheating a little bit here for a bit but like crafting units mm. uh portable okay. crafting units actually help out way too much uh i remember more than anything i would use them more with like uh mmos or whatnot sure but uh the like in world of warcraft we would have ones for like portable blacksmithing and whatnot mm-hmm. uh and they were just super helpful to to of course create something on the spot uh, but especially if you were, like, cooking a meal or something quickly, uh, it mm-hmm. really helps out a lot. Uh, so there are a few pieces in there that really kind of give a hand. Uh, but there are uh, other bits and pieces, like being able to craft somebody like a, a tanking set or a, a new uh, piece of DPS armor or something like that on the spot was very helpful. Uh, outside of that, though, like, there were a couple other uh, interesting ones that I can sort of recall over time but most of them were like really like mmo related i feel like those are the ones that really took in the uh the 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 best of it at least from my experience uh i never really got into stuff like uh minecraft or whatnot uh but i know that that was a very popular one uh but yeah just just plenty of plenty of options i think with the crafting uh ish systems that exist uh and you can really take advantage of them. Uh, I 
always thought that Destiny as well kind of needed like a, a crafting system of some kind, more than what we have. Uh, it's, oh my God. it's ripe for, for that kind oh of thing. Oh my God. I would be playing even more. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, and they kind of had it with the, um, what is it? The, uh, the, uh, what am I thinking of now? The, the thing with, um, goodness, the dawning. There it is. Oh, oh, the, uh, cookies. Yeah, with the that cookies. That was adorable and amazing. Yeah. I gotta say, just having that with the cookies really made a lot of sense and it helped. Uh, but that, that added, I think, a layer on that I've, I felt like we've missed. I've, I enjoyed that thoroughly. And that's, I mean, like you, I enjoyed any of those kind of crafting mini games, um, blacksmithing, cooking. Like, I always leveled up my cooking pot and stuff like that whenever <laughs> I had one. It's just, you just, there's something you do. It's important. <laughs> it's just, it's important. <laughs> it is. It always has been. It's just, I, I don't know. It was just always one of my things that I was like, I am going to make. I sent Blue all the actually a cookbook. I I, I sent Blue well the, yeah. all the cookies, and I did make that. But I sent Blue earlier the this Skyrim week the Skyrim cookbook, uh, the Skyrim cookbook that had all the different recipes in it. I just and remember like, my my one response was, "If they don't have sweet rolls, I'm rioting." Right, but I don't know. It's just one of those fun things about it's so dumb. And Stardew Valley did the same thing. Like I right. loved the freaking fishing in that, and there's there's no point. It's just a mini game, or it's just like. Mm-hmm just fun yeah i'm gonna say i think uh i think fishing and whatnot was always good maybe maybe my third should have been a fishing pole because i i know i've ended up fishing way too often in games mm-hmm. uh like monster hunter and whatnot i would sit and uh fish more often than i probably should have uh i wish they had fishing in breath of the wild because <clears throat> oh, that would have be cool. been fantastic if they had done something that way uh but viru brought it up actually in chat as well about the the cooking in breath of the wild the the portable cooking stations there mm-hmm. also made a lot of sense. Anyway. So my number one is not anything. It's it's not a weapon, but it can be used as a weapon. And it's really any item that can be used as a weapon that is not initially intended as a weapon. There's one item in particular that I find absolutely hilarious. And it is an, it's an Elder Scrolls thing because Elder Scrolls has the best mods. And if you, and Blue and I were joking about the whole cabbage thing. Yeah. But if you are so lucky to find one of the five forks <laughs> that can yes. be used as a weapon, it is the lowest <laughs> level weapon in game. But it does so like it's it's so pleasant to you. <laughs> it's so funny. And so I saw a Reddit post. Somebody beat the game with it. <laughs> Somebody recently beat the game with the fork. And I'm like, well done, sir. You, it is a base damage of one. Well done. You are God. (laughs) Oh my God. That is so great. It's so good. But like any weapon that you can use that is not intended as a weapon, um, a Mm -hmm. loaf of bread. I mean, whatever the game developers do, I think it's hilarious. And it's just a fun flavor thing just to run around like a crazy person with a loaf of bread or with a fork or with whatever you find that they somehow manage to code in like some idiot's going to do this, I bet. (laughs) And we do. (laughs) All the time. But yeah, that's definitely 
one of my favorite things is just seeing how other people do it. I don't generally do it very often. The one time I did is I kind of cheated and broke the game anyway, because I, um, I had five rings of invisibility back in Oblivion when that was an available thing to do. It was totally stackable and legit. Okay. It was totally stackable and they fixed it as soon as they let like Skyrim came out. You couldn't do that anymore. But uh, they're like, we made a mistake. Uh huh. Because that's how I beat Oblivion. That's that's the uh, one way I beat Oblivion. Yeah, as a as a rogue build, that's yes. Blue and I both run rogues. <laughs> Times six damage if you can't see me. Done. Gee, yep. I never would have guessed that the two of you ran rogues. <laughs> Gee, tell me something uh, I don't know in my life. I mean, it's just. It's, never mind. I'm just gonna make a really bad joke, and it's Look, just I can't, not gonna go well. I can't well help that you're it's... gonna be that predictable. Like I, I mean, that's, that's not that's not my problem. Ouch, ouch. You know, okay, we're gonna, we've got top three announcement when it comes to top three. A suggestion that we had somebody wanted us to create a poll to go along with our no, normal polls for um, how we select the top three items or top three topic. I think that's a great idea. Because I always get on the hot seat here and I'm looking at my list like, oh God, which one should we do next type thing. And then she gets yelled Uh, at inevitably by people. Oh, I mean, it's just something that happens in general. You just get used to it. People being us, by the way. I love how she's just like, yeah, it's going to happen anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, you're going to, I'm going to have you yell at Dwyer this next time because his, uh. His suggestion is this next week because we have one more week where I get to pick it. And then starting hopefully the week after that, you guys will be able to select what topics we do for top three. Okay. It's out of the list. So Dwyer suggested today during our stream with Isacol because we did Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Which top three Disney songs do you shamelessly sing or like? get stuck in your head which are the earworms or like you sing type thing you know i really feel like we just need to let this topic go (laughs) you're welcome that's next week on top three thank you for joining us this week and remember everybody likes a list